All right, it's Wednesday night. I'm trying to teach you how to understand the Bible. You have to know something about the words. Along the way, we're going to take time to look at just the words of Scripture. We'll look at some of that tonight. I've been talking about, this is kind of an extension of the message that we finished Sunday morning, and it was about things that we don't believe here at Grace and Truth Ministries. Things we do not believe. The whole world is believing doctrines we do not believe. What is that? Why is I had somebody ask me the other, the other day. They asked me, why is, why is you the only person that's teaching what you're teaching and nobody else is teaching it? There's a real, simple, common answer. Things we do not believe. And this would be part three. Part three. What we don't believe is the words that's coming out of the mouths of the preachers. They are lying as fast as they're talking. I have been bothered since I was a little boy. My mind is analytical. Y'all probably figured that out by now. I analyze everything. I can't help it. My mind just does it. If I hear a commercial and they're talking about butter or margarine or something, I'm sitting there going, why are they saying that? Do they think we're all stupid? And I've, I just analyze everything that's going on. I'll see some, I saw some goofy movie and I'm analyzing the script on it. And I'm saying he wouldn't do that in real life. And I'm sitting there saying if he did, he'd get caught. Well, they have to write it so they can end it. Have you ever noticed these movies they write? They get all this real intricate, detailed uh, drama in a movie, and all of a sudden they decide to end it, go boom, boom, and just end it with, oh, he got caught, and we're going to put this other guy in jail, and they don't ever go to trial about it or anything. You're going to. How can they end something that complex that quick? Well, it's just. It's just the way the world is. The words of these false teachers, that's what the problem is. The words. It's called the the reason people don't know what's going on with the Bible is because of one word. A-P-O-S-T-A-S-Y apostasy it is the Greek word apostasis that word apostasis comes from two words apo meaning a removal of stasis this little prefix apo is on many many words in the scripture it's a simple word. It means away or off with. And sometimes it has a little different application. It means a total away. 
like a total off with and the word apostasis it comes from apo and stasis now in in scripture you have you've got what you call morphemes now morphemes of words morpheme means shape that always takes me back when I think of that word I think of when I was in Beaumont High School in the in the 10th grade 1953 I went into Beaumont High I went to a biology class and Mr. Silverberg was our teacher and I'll never forget that he taught us something called metamorphosis and he's the guy I learned what morphe means I learned it from him. It means shape. He was talking about a grasshopper going through a larva stage, then coming out and going through another stage where it begins to develop uh, its hoppers and little antenna coming up. And then he ends up getting a regular-sized grasshopper, and he was telling us that was a metamorphosis. And I found out when I studied Greek, meta was a Greek word, and it's a prefix on many words. Prefix. You remember the word metanoia? Metanoia comes from meta and noose. Noose means to think or the mind it's a different word when it's the mind noeo n-o-e-o but it's a form of the same word it is a morpheme of that word and meta means with when you look up meta in the scriptures and if you don't look these up let me show you where meta is and it doesn't have it right in the scripture let me get my Bible from down here it's still down here alright turn over to uh, Revelation 20 and this is the word meta that I'm going to show you it's not the word that they've got in the Bible it could be if you applied it differently but here in Revelation 20 in verse 3 and Satan was bound in verse 2 of course we said bound is the word dio dio has got many bound and in Greek you have to learn how these words connect together and they do you get the word doulos, D-O-U-L-O-S and that is the word servant when Paul would say Paul is servant of Jesus Christ the word is not servant 
that's uh, that's a terrible translation a servant is somebody who gets paid that word doulos means slave and he is bound to his master it is a form of dio you remember dio and luo to bind and loose remember that and I teach on binding and loosing when you get into and you get at all of these words that are connected to D-O, doulos, you have the word D-E-E-S-I-S. That is also a form of D-O. And diesis is the word supplication. Well, what does supplication mean? Supplication is when a slave goes into the court of a king, he bows to the king, and says, uh, I'm here to do your will, O king. And he bows to him and gives him a salute or a sign and saying, I am supplicating to your will. I'm bound to your will. So you're bound to the will of the, of the king. And let's look back over here. So metanoia, meta means with, and it means to accompany. And the thing I was going to show you here in Revelation, I hate to have to go into this because I have to teach the whole thing for you to understand it. We don't believe in a thousand-year reign here. Gosh, how can I say this without getting into it? Uh, There's seven trumpets in Revelation 8, 9, and 10. When the seventh one sounds in Revelation 10 and 7, the mystery of God is finished. Finished is the word teleos. It means complete. But you have to understand what God's mystery is. There's two mysteries. you got the mystery of iniquity. And you have the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ is the church. And the reason it is a mystery is because God only reveals reveals the truth to whomsoever he will and that's his predestinated elect family he doesn't reveal it mystery and revealed are mystery mystery and revealed are two opposites when you find mystery you find the mystery which is the church over in Ephesians the third chapter and in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, Paul said, I speak to you a mystery concerning the church. And that is that God reveals himself, reveal. Mystery is the word musturion, M-U-S-T-E-R-I-O-N. Musturion and reveal is the word apo. K-A-L-U-P-T-O. There's that word apo again. We keep talking about apo. A removal of stasis. That's apostasy. Apo corrupto is a removal of cover. God only removes the cover from the eyes of those that he has chosen there in Luke the 10th chapter he reveals himself to whomsoever he wills to reveal himself and Mysterion 
The word mystery comes from muo, meaning to shut the mouth. It means the unrevealed things. So these are two opposites. And a and a synonym. A synonym means a word that is synonymous. A word that's synonymous to apocalypto, of course, the word apocalypse, which is the word revelation, which it's formed of the same two words, apoc, A-P-O-K-A-L-Y-P-S-E, apocalypse. And that is the word revelation. So revelation means off with the cover. Revelation is not a mysterious book. You've got to know what the words mean. Words is everything. So, what is it here that is translated somewhat wrong? All right. So, Satan is bound or forbidden for for the 2,000 years that we are in. That word thousand is actually kilia, and it means 2,000 or more. And it tells you why. And in order to give you the reason, this word, I've got to tell you a little bit about the 2,000 years. And it will tell you what the 2,000 years is for in verse 3. And cast him into the bottomless pit. Gosh, I hate to have to go through all that. Bottomless pit is the word abusos. A-B-U-S-S-O-S. It is a form of bathizo. Bathizo means something with great intellectual knowledge. When you place the alpha primitive, you've got many words all through the New Testament with the alpha primitive in front of them. You place the alpha primitive in front of bathizo, it negates the word, gives an opposite meaning what it actually means gives a negative meaning it tells you exactly opposite if they did this in our language it it makes it easier to understand the Greek language every time you see an alpha if it says alpha as a neg part actually it will say from one one in your Greek concordance is the alpha that's the first thing in your concordance it'll say from one as a neg part you know how many negative particles we've got words we've got there's pages and pages of them if we did that and just put a negative, we do have some negative particle words, but it's not as common as the Greek was. We have atypical. It means not, not typical. We have asexual, which means not sexual. It means it would be a neuter gender something like that if we did that with everything like they did we would say a back which would be not the back but the front 
make it make it easy to recognize things are uh, a run. I mean not to run, to walk might mean walk. You see, our language is more complicated for than theirs because they put these negative particles in front of a lot of words. Truth, aletheia, from lanthano, the negative particle. Lanthano means to hide or lie here to conceal. Alanthano is the word truth, means not hide anything. It's very simple. Now, look here. I was going to show you the error in this. We believe that the millennium is, it's not millennium. That's a bad translation. Word is kilia. Means to, millennium comes from mill and annum. Mill means thousand, annum means years, means thousand years. We don't believe that. So don't call it a millennium, cause it, call it 2,000 years. And let me show you what he's talking about here. And cast him into the place of no knowledge. Actually, that's what bottomless pit means, a place of no knowledge. The place of no knowledge is the beast world system. The beast had its boundaries on the Mediterranean Sea. That's where the boundaries of the beast was. Let's see here, right here. The beast world system was Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. Why did they call it the beast? The Babylonian lion, Daniel 7. The, the Persian bear, Daniel 7. The Grecian lion, Daniel 7, and the beast with iron teeth, which was Rome. And the beast had its, had its boundaries on this Mediterranean Sea. That's why it came, the beast comes up out of the sea, but the only people that had the knowledge of God was Israel right down here on the western end of the Mediterranean. No one else had any knowledge of God. That was the abyss. That was the place of no knowledge. That's it's not hard to understand. And that is the word abusas. There's the alpha again. A-B-U-S-S-O-S. And they come from bathos. Bathos is the same word in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, Speaking of the deep things of God, the great, wonderful knowledge of God, well, the alpha in front of that is no deep knowledge of anything. Nobody in the Mediterranean area had any knowledge of God except Israel. That was it. That's, isn't it simple when you look at maps and you define the words? That's what it means. Now, let's go on down here and look and see what it says. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon Satan. God locked Satan away from his true Israel, which is his church. Forbid him. And it says 
that he should deceive the nations no more till the 2,000 years is finished. The word nation is the word ethnos. Ethnos is the exact same word nation or Gentile. It's the same word as Gentiles. Where is a 2,000 year period where none of the Gentiles can be deceived? We're in it. From Acts 2 till the end of time. And it's been right at 2,000 years. Acts 2 was approximately 33 A.D. I'm not setting dates, but I don't see how we could go much past 2033 A.D. I may not even go that far. Now, look what it says next. And you have to understand to look at these words. And this is some of the argument that some of the people will give. After that, and no more till the thousand years or the two thousand years is finished, after that he must be loosed a little season. They're saying after the two thousand years is over, after the two thousand years is over, he's got to be loosed. The word after is the word meta. It's not the word after. It means with to 2,000 years, sometimes during the end of the 2,000 years, he has to be loosed. I believe that's going on right now. So just a little word like meta is going to make all the difference in the world in this verse. That's the argument that a lot of people come up with and say, well, it says after the 2,000 years. No, it doesn't. It says meta with the 2,000 years. And this is how important little bitty tiny words are. Now, let me give you. Let me let me do something here with you. Let me give you. We've been talking about with this lesson on on the things we don't believe. We've been talking about. Let me put it this way. I said Sunday. When you have bifocals on, what are you looking at? Something you're reading with? Some little words? You're looking at little letters, aren't you? You're looking at small letters. I preached Sunday and I talked about the eyeglasses of God. I'd like to kind of add this to it tonight. Call this the bifocals of God. We have to look at the Bible, the bifocals, and what that's doing of God. We've got to slow down. When you're reading with bifocals, you've got to read slow, don't you? Now, I've got bifocals on my glasses. I've got the kind you can't see. They're fitted into the bottom of my glasses. So I've got them on. I just don't have the little slits in them. And they're built into my glasses. And when I'm reading, I've got to turn my head up like this so I can see the small letters. I did a message one time 
on how preachers do not like little words. There's a word over in John 3, and people get real confused about words the way they've been translated. Go over to John 3, where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. And he says here, and I talked about little words in this message. In John 3, and this is confusing if it's not translated right. All our words don't mean what their words meant. Just remember, not after the thousand years, but within the end of the thousand years or with the thousand years. That word after was meta. It means with or within. Now, here in John 3, Nicodemus comes to Jesus and uh, he comes by night. Now, I don't believe he came by night because, because he was ashamed. He couldn't get to him during the day and he wanted to talk to him. I believe Nicodemus was a believer. And there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi. Now, Nicodemus wouldn't have called him master teacher if he hadn't have believed he was. Because the other Pharisees didn't call him Rabbi. Rabbi. We know that thou art a teacher come from God. Now, if you don't know that the word know, you've got two words for know in the Scripture. You have two common words. You have the word ido and gnosko. Gnosko is a form or a morphe. Not a morphe. I'll get it right in a minute. It is a morphe of gnosis. Gnosis is knowledge. Knowledge is something you learn. So gnosko is the same word for whom he did foreknow, prognosko. It means he had a whom he foreknew, not a what. It doesn't talk, say, for what God foreknew. God did know what because he ordained everything that was what. Whom he did foreknow, prognosko, so the whom's were the people he knew intimately ahead of time. Now, the word ido is not the word we commonly associate with know. The word ido means to see or to comprehend. It means to see or to recognize. And that's the word that Nicodemus used here when he said, we know that thou art a teacher from God. He wouldn't have said that to con Jesus at night. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born 
born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You have to understand that word see is the same word that Nicodemus used, see. Jesus said, if you actually see see what you're saying you see, you have to be born again to see that. I believe Nicodemus was already born again. But he got confused by this. So he turns around. And you have to understand kingdom of God. Kingdom of God was an old ancient term for Israel because God was their king. That's why. And you can find that in Hosea the 13th chapter. You can find it in 1 Samuel the 12th chapter. Look at that real quick. I'll just kind of show you that fast. In 1 Samuel the 12th chapter 1 Samuel 12 Nicodemus not Nicodemus, I'll get it right in a minute uh, Samuel was about to have the coronation for Saul he was about to uh, make him officially the king of Israel and this was his coronation chapter and he's warning of the things that will happen if they don't follow God and obey his law and he said down here in verse 12 when you saw that Nahash an evil king of the children of Ammon came against you you said unto me nay but a king shall reign over us when the Lord your God was your king well who's the king of Israel Anybody tell me? Christ. Who's the king of the Jews? Christ. Oh, Jesus. So what, so what Samuel's saying is before he was called Jesus, while he was the I Am of the Old Testament, he's the king of the Jews in Old Testament. So you got to put that with uh, the kingdom of God being with you and you look over here in Hosea look look in Hosea now what was my what was the verse I was reading from in the New Testament John 3 John 3 yeah that's right John 3 alright look in Hosea so if Jesus is the king of the Jews then he's the He's the king of Israel, isn't he? That shows that he was the king of the Old Testament. Jesus didn't become king of the Jews when he was born there in Matthew or Luke. He was the king of the Jews in the Old Testament. So when you look at Hosea, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Macanah. All right. I'll get it in a minute. I've got to flip over to it. All right. Hosea 13. I'm flipping. My Bible won't hardly flip anymore. The pages are about to come out. All right. Hosea 13. 
verse 9. O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. This is God talking. I will be thy king. Where is any other that may save thee in thy cities and thy judges whom thou settest? Give me a king and princes. I gave thee a king in mine anger. I gave you Saul when I was your king. Now back over here to John 3. So John 3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That word see, it is the same word. It's the word that, that Nicodemus used. We, we know, we see that you're a come from God. And Jesus said, no man can see this except he's born again. And I believe Nicodemus was a believer. It is believed that the young ruler uh, in Mark uh, the sixth chapter, the rich, the fifth chapter was this, uh, the ninth chapter. I'll get it in a minute. Uh, that it was Nicodemus. We don't know that, but very possible. Now, let me give you some other things. What you need to do. There are words throughout the scripture. I'm going to be try to figure out how to work up a study paper for you to understand some things you've got all kinds of all kinds of word studies that I want to help you to learn but you can't do this without a strong concordance at your behest you've got to have a strong concordance and you've got to turn over to it to the back to the Greek dictionary in the back. There's a Greek dictionary. You look up the word over here and you turn to the Greek dictionary. I don't want to spend time on the words, but I want to show you how you can look at the Greek dictionary and see the structure of the words. A lot of them are not as hard as you think they are because they have a structure to them all through the Bible. Now, when you see the word Hades, or you see the word hell in the New Testament, that will not leave my soul in hell. The word hell has to do with the alpha primitive. It's actually the word A-D-E-S. It is a construction. It will tell you it comes from the A as a neg part a negative particle the alpha privative that's the first letter of the Greek alphabet and it negates the word ido oh hey there's that word again it is actually the word Hades is the word my father and the independent Baptist raised around they had Billy Sunday on the mind Billy Sunday was an ignorant early 1900s evangelist that went around putting on a show, grabbing chairs, holding them up in the air and say, it's not Hades, it's H-E-double-L, hell! And you're going, what a clown. And he was a clown. It's Hades! And it's spelled like this. There's no H's in the Greek. There's, There's this breathing sound. 
and it has the little mark in front of the word, and it's an H sound, Hades. Hades is the alpha privative in front of Ido. It means the place of the unseen. If you don't, and if you read Jewish books, I'm not going to go into all the different kinds, but you can look at the uh, Talmud and Hebraic, they'll tell you in that. Mr. Edersheim will tell you in some of his Jewish books that they, the place of the unseen, Hades, the Jews said they had they had places of the unseen, the unseen. And they said the sepulchre where they put a dead man's body was the place of the unseen, and they called that Hades. And the dead bodies of the believers, they called his sepulchre Hades. This was the good Hades, and they said they went to a place, either went to the hot place of what we would call hell, but it was Hades, and you couldn't see their souls in hell, and we go to be with the Lord where Lazarus went. He was carried to Abraham's bosom, and they also call that Hades. These were all places of the unseen, and that's what the Jews called Hades. When the Bible says, Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, or in Hades, in Acts the second chapter, when Peter was preaching at Pentecost, he was quoting David when David said, Thou wilt not leave my soul in Sheol. That's the Old Testament word for Hades. And he's quoting from David. And he said, Christ's soul wasn't left in the grave to see corruption. When the Bible says that we're going to be changed in the moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trump. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. When this corruptible hath put on incorruption, this mortal hath put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death shall be swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? That word grave is the word Hades. O place of the unseen, where is thy victory? You have to understand, you've got to look all these words to find out what they mean in your concordance. They don't mean what we think. They don't believe H-E-L-L-L. Gosh, i got a picture of Billy Sunday holding a chair up, leaning over like that and being very melodramatic and very theatric. My father wanted to be Billy Sunday is what he wanted to be. He, he was a monster. <laughs> he was a character as a preacher. He got a put built a big cross, uh, paper mache cross, and it was this wide and this tall. And we had to march that around the square in Weatherford, Texas in about 1951. And I was embarrassed. I don't know. 
and he was marching around the square with a bunch of people from a little Baptist church over there. He was very theatrical, wanted to be. He he thought Billy Sunny was the greatest thing since ice cream. <laughs> he was something else. Now, now when we talked about judging, you have to learn these words. Judge. People say you're not supposed to judge. Well, certainly you are. You're supposed to judge. John. Seven twenty four and Matthew seven and one. Now Matthew seven and one says, Judge not. And that's the first thing that people come up with when we start trying to condemn false doctrine. False doctrine is the apostasy, apostasis. Apostasy also comes from the word apo, S-T-A-S-I-O-N. Apostasion is the word divorce. The day of the Lord will not come except the church divorces Christ. They, they remove apostasis. From stasis we get staros. This is a part of the morphemes of the word stasis. Stasis means to stand upright. A man, who was sta- a man who was said to be standing upright was said to be bearing a cross. Stand upright. And they were said to be bearing... From stasis we get the word staros. Staros is the word cross. There will be a removal of the daily cross and the wooden cross of Jesus at the end of time. How could the wooden cross of Jesus be removed from the pulpits? How could that be? Because the wooden cross, certainly men don't believe in crucifying the flesh, but what was the wooden cross for that he died upon? What did he die for? Who did he die for? Huh? He died for his church. If you preach the wooden cross that Jesus died upon, you got to preach husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for... Now the Bible says it. The wife is not an it. This is why you need to look, some, look up so many words. The word is not it. It is the word A-U-T-A-D-A. The A-D-A on the end of a word is feminine gender. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved his church and gave himself for her and only her and no one else but her. When we, when he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, for his church, it was an exact number of people, and she is called a her. That's a bad translation, the King James Bible. 
What do you mean the King James Bible's got a bad translation? Half the translators were Roman Catholic. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And they made so much compromise in that room. We've got the original text. We've got it right up here in my interlinear Bible. We got the original text, and it says her in this interlinear. This has got the original Greek text in here, and the Greek is on the top line, and then there's English under it, and I don't even trust the English in the interlinear Bible. I just see her under it. I see Ate. Anything ending with an Ada is feminine gender. There's so much error in the King James. That's why you got to have a strong exhaustive concordance. And if you can, get a Greek lexicon, which is uh, like a dictionary, and you can look at what part of speech it is, and I'll be glad to show anybody how to do that. I am sick and tired of the preachers. I don't like, there's not a preacher I know in America that I like. I say this, and this depresses me. I am the only preacher in America that I know of that's willing just to lay my life down and say it like it is and go and hunt for these things and examine them and use the bifocals of God and look at the world through his bifocals and get the fineness of these these words. He died for his wife, her. He knew who his wife was. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Was is a past tense being verb. Uh, before he came into the world, his wife was lost. But all the lost sheep will come to Christ. All of them. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, John six thirty seven says. Or do little words count? I didn't finish up John three sixteen, did I? There's a word there I've got to give you. And then Jesus says to him, verse 4, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? How can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? It's not what Jesus is talking about. Born again is the word anothen. Again, it's A-N-O-T-H-E-N. That's the word again. Anothen means from above. If it was a man's will, it would have to say from within himself. We are born from above. We're not born from ourselves. It's not our will. It goes on to say after this, the wind bloweth where it listeth. I didn't understand that when I was young. My father would read that. I'd hear other preachers read that. The wind bloweth where it listeth. You look at that down there in the uh, in John 3, verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound of the wind, and you can't tell from whence it cometh nor where it's going. Then it says, So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. 
Those that are born of the Spirit are born just like the wind blows. The wind blows where it wills to blow. Word listus is the word thalo. It means will. The wind blows where it wills and the Spirit blows where it wills. And all of the people that are born again is where the Spirit blows. And that's on those of us. He blows and brings us to life. And nobody else. And we are the wife. Now let's get back to this word I wanted to show you. In verse 5. Jesus answered. Verily I say unto thee. Except a man be born of water. And of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It looks like there's two births, doesn't it? People say, well, that's the water birth when a a man comes out. No, it's not. That would be redundant. That would be unnecessary to even say because every man that's born is going to be born of a woman. That word and is very important. Except a man be born of water. Kai is the word. Sometimes it can mean and, but in this case it means even. Even the spirit. Spiritual water, what is spiritual water? Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4, the next chapter after this, I'll give you living water and you will never thirst again and she was standing over the well of Jacob and to the Jewish people they believed living water was flowing water because it was moving and they knew it was pure because it was moving so they believed that living water was that Jacob's well way deep down in the ground I don't know how deep Jacob's well was but it was deep because it was cold water And if you don't understand these simple little words, you're not going to understand what the Bible says. He told the woman, I'll give you living water. And the Holy Spirit is the living water. The Bible says the same thing. That our hearts are sprinkled and we are washed with pure water in Hebrews 10, 22. So if we're washed with pure water, we're washed with living water. This should read, except a man be born of water, even the Spirit. That would be like saying, except a man be born of water, i.e. i.e. when you see that in the book means that is to say the spirit the spirit is the living water isn't it that's what the bible teaches us you don't have to be dipped in water and the, and the church of christ is going to use this say see you got to be dipped in water to go to heaven do we have to be baptized to be saved absolutely But not in H2O, not in literal water. We have to be baptized with a blood baptism 
And a blood baptism, unless you have something like a McClinican straw, and you look up blood, and at the end of the article, it says a blood baptism was a martyrdom. It was a death. I don't ever quit looking things up. I look up things constantly. If you don't know that, let me give you something else. On little words that you don't know, look over here in Isaiah. No, excuse me. Exodus, the 20th chapter. Now, this will kind of shock you. I hope it does. It'll shock all those independent Baptists I was raised around. All right. Now, look here in verse... I love this. In verse 11... For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. You see the word made? It's not the word create. Absolutely not. In the beginning, God created the word made there is the word asa, A-S-A-H. That would be a synonym for the word potter. Potter is the word yatsar. Yatsar, we, the Lord is our potter, we are the clay, and we are all the work of his hands. When God made, created the earth, he didn't make the earth until the six days. To make the earth means he is a potter. Because that word I saw means to do, make, or work. That's work. That's what a potter does. He takes a piece of clay, puts it on the potter's wheel, pounds it down... And he does that so he can get all of the impurities out of it. And if you have a little bubble in the clay before you put it in the kiln, cal in, it'll burst, go all to pieces. I was in the I was in the fifth grade and uh, back in oh nineteen fifty fifty one. And I was in Ms. Haggard's class. Haggard or Maggard, I can't remember her name. But uh, she was our art teacher. Well, we had one teacher for everything. And uh, she was our art teacher, and she told us we had to pound that clay and make sure we got all the impurities out. Well, everybody else was putting their clay in the kiln, and I was over there pounding on it. I just didn't want any impurities. She said it'd break all to pieces. And I like to never got it where I thought it was I probably beat that clay half to death <laughs> beat it till there was no impurities anywhere in sight and she said it would break all to pieces 
if you didn't have all the impurities out. That's what God does to us. He beats us and then he molds us. But Yatsar, God formed Adam. Formed is the word Yatsar. He formed him out of the dust of the ground, but that, and then he breathed into his body the breath of life. The breath was where he created. David said in Psalms, God creates with his breath. His breath was what come out of him. And when you go back over to Genesis 1, it's not this word made. He made the heavens and the earth in six days, but made, and people use that, see, see, the six days of creation is true. No, it's not. It just gets my goat, and I don't even have a goat, but whenever I've had a goat, uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness. Without form, void, and darkness are all evil words. That's a sign of Satan. And it was upon the face of and the and darkness was upon the face or up on the Panim, P-A-N-I-Y-M. On the surface. Now here's the problem. Here's the earth. He creates the heavens in the first verse. And the earth, and he's got these lights shining... And he's got the sun and the moon shining, but there's a darkness on the face of the deep, on the surface. And that's the word panim. That word panim is kin to the word pana. I gave you last week the word respect of persons. I think I gave it to you Sunday. Respect persons. In the Greek. Is similar to this word pana. It would be a synonym for pana. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's what the Queen of Souls said, did she? Well, she's gone. They are, they're fighting over a state right there. I don't know if y'all know that. Some $80 million has been misappropriated. Respect of persons in the New Testament Greek is the word pros, apo, lepteo. It is construction of pros. This is respect of person. Pros. Ops and Lambano. Now, you say, well, it don't look like that to me. Well, that's the construction of the word. They shortened it to this word here. Prosopolopteo. Pros means toward or for. 
Ops is our word optical. It means to see. Lambano means to take hold of. It means to motion toward what you see and take hold of that. And prosopoloteo comes from the word prosopon. And that is the word face or surface. There was darkness upon the face of the deep or the surface of the deep. It was dark because something was blocking the light from getting into the earth. It was the corruption that had happened. The corruption that had happened, it all goes back to that word made in the Ten Commandments in Exodus, the 20th chapter. God made the heavens and the earth in six days, but He didn't create the heavens and the earth in six days. Create is a righteous word. is a righteous word. Because create is the word bara. It means to cut and make fat. The only problem is fat is not our word fat. Fat to the Jews was the richest cattle richest cattle the richest crops the best of the land that's fat and create bara it comes from the word barith b-e-r-i-y-t-h and Barith is the word covenant. So the very word, very first important word in the beginning, God made a covenant with his people. That's where the covenant started with create. But the earth became without form and void and darkness. This takes you to what the Bible calls Satan being cast into the earth. But before I go there, I want to look at a word over at Isaiah 45. Without defining these words, you're not going to have any idea what it's talking about. Look at Isaiah. Is anybody willing to define these words? I don't expect anybody in the church to be willing, but I'm willing. I have been defining words for forever, for 63 years. I had some bad years where I wasn't serving God the way I should, but I was young and into myself. But over here in Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45 and verse 18. Isaiah 45. And do I believe I have really covered this thoroughly? No, I don't believe anybody covers it thoroughly. 
45 verse 18. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens. In the beginning God created the heavens. God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. God said, I did not create in the first verse of Genesis, Genesis 1-1. I did not create T-O-H-U-W. Tohu's the Hebrew word. When the Bible says, and the earth was without form and void, without form, Genesis 1-2, without form, without form is the word tohu. God says, in Isaiah forty-five eighteen, I did not create tohu worthless. I didn't create that. Something happened between verses one and two, didn't it? Yep. Had to have happened. This is mathematical deduction. You got to be stupid not to see that. What is without form and void and darkness? That's the very character of Satan, isn't it? People want to say the earth is 6,000 years old. You are ignoramus. I heard John MacArthur trying to prove that on the radio a couple of days ago. I'm going, gosh, John, you're an awful intelligent man, but don't you know better than that? Where in the world did these skeletons come from of these dinosaurs and these... What's the name of the one that's the big mouth that eats things up? Uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Where, where did all the great big dinosaurs come from? God said, I created nothing in vain. What does he say? He had established, he created not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, there is none else. I didn't create the earth in vain, yet the earth becomes without form and void and darkness. That's the nature of Satan. When was Satan, when did he enter into the earth atmosphere? That's why you have to look at made or saw and create. Create is righteous word. It has to do with the covenant of God. The covenant of God is not darkness and without form. And Tohu. Look over here in, in Revelation. All these things have to go together. How much time do I have, Mike? 21. I'm not even getting to the things I was going to get to. Look over here in Revelation. Revelation 12. Revelation 12 is a panoramic view of all time. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, 
and the moon under her feet. That's a picture of Israel, not Mary. And upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child travailing in birth and pain to be delivered, Israel was called a virgin. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. The dragon has seven heads and ten horns in 13, 1 and 2. I've already told you the ten horns are ten powers that they got from the ten northern tribes when Israel went after other gods. Don't have time to go through that. Dragon is the word dracon. It don't mean a fire-breathing dragon. means to fascinate or make you feel good. That's exactly the meaning of the word serpent in Genesis 3 and 1. And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. The serpent was ruling in the garden. Serpent is the word nakash. It comes from a word that has the same exact spelling and it means to enchant or make one feel good. The dragon or the serpent is going to enchant the world and make the world feel good and tell the world it's got an answer to all of its problems. All right. And he had seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. I've got answers to that. I don't have time to get to it. You find that the beast that comes up out of the sea in Revelation 13 and 1 is the same thing as the dragon. It's got seven heads. A head was a capital city of an empire and ten horns. And his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them into the earth. This is where the earth becomes without form and void. When he cast into the earth, he didn't just cast in the earth. He cast into this great sphere we're in because the Bible says that the stars are not clean in his sight. The moon is not clean. He's corrupted this entire universe. And then he picks up Adam and forms him out of the corrupt dust of the ground. And when he says, thou shalt not, he didn't say, they, the day you eat, you may die, or if you eat, you may die. He said, the day you eat, you will die, and you have to eat. You're made of corruption. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Have much to say about that. Don't have time. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule the nations with a rod of iron. That's Christ, isn't it? And the virgin here is Israel. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, into this world, where she had the place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. Don't have time to go on that. And there was war in heaven with Michael and his angels and fought against the dragon or against the smooth talker. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more for them in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out of heaven 
and the old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceives the whole world and cast into the earth and his angels were cast out with him I used to wonder how in the world can you find where Satan was cast in the earth you'll find that in Genesis 1-2 and the earth was without form and void and darkness so when God made the heavens and the earth in six days when you get to verse 2 in chapter 1 of Genesis you get to verse 2 you're not even to the first day yet are you the six days were six days of making Asar and forming Yatsar and six is the work days of man and God takes six days to remake the heavens and the earth and he starts moving them around and saying here's the amazing thing go back to Genesis the first chapter this all boiled back to the word God made the heavens and the earth in six days and people look at that and say see he created in six days he did not he created in the first verse and then the light starts speeding going to earth light travels at 186,000 miles per second that's how fast light travels that's a fact out of physics out of your chemistry books that's the truth they check this speed of light and there are stars that we see out there some of the stars we look at on a on a clear night they have, the light has been traveling for millions of years to get here and the light as of as of Genesis 1-2 the light was bouncing off whatever kind of cloud was around the earth and wouldn't let the light in when God says let there be light he's saying circumcise this cloud that's around the earth that's stopping the light from coming in because darkness was on the surface was upon the surface of the earth and even the best scientists say we had at one point in time a cloud around the earth and darkness was upon the surface of the deep and God said let the light in now light travels at 186,000 miles per second the nearest star to earth is Alpha Centaurus it takes four and a half years for light to get here from Alpha Centaurus it takes eight and a half minutes for light to get here from our sun our sun is our nearest star a star is a mass of gas on fire flaming a planet is a heavenly body with no light our moon is a planet our sun is a star light travels that fast so when you're looking at the stars in heaven and the light that was bouncing off had been coming toward earth at this speed 
some of them for millions of years in the first chapter and it was bouncing off because it wouldn't let the light in darkness upon the surface of the deep and this all goes back to explain the difference between made or saw and create bora they're not the same word you can't have the same event and when you get on down there in that first chapter of genesis you see i believe the bible agrees more with science than the preachers believe because they don't study this enough the scientists don't know what the bible actually says because they're listening to preachers and the preachers don't know what science says because they're not smart enough to evaluate and analyze everything that's going on in the bible and then he goes on down here and god said in verse three you're not to the first day yet and yet there's corruption all over the earth all over our sphere that's called the universe god said let there be light that's not only to create the light he created the heavens in the first verse didn't he if he created the heavens in the first verse he created the light in the first verse and the reason there was darkness on the face of the deep or the surface because the light was bouncing off and god says let the light in this is a picture of god's predestinated elect family we're born in innocence we don't have any light then we corrupted just like the earth was corrupted we're corrupted and again as God's elect family he says let there be light in this one's life I am the light of the world and then he says God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness and the evening and the morning were the first day evening and morning that's why the Jewish day begins at 6 o'clock in the evening and ends at 6 o'clock the next evening. Whether you like it or not, their days do not begin at 12 midnight. Forget that. They begin at 6 and went to 6. Now, do I have any time, Mike? I'll give you just a couple of things here. Verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. So you got the waters up here divided from the waters down here and there's a firmament which is the heavens and we speak of terra firma which is the ground we walk on terra firma and the waters up here were divided from waters here what God was doing was setting up the flood and it never rained there in Hebrews 11 by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet 
moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. It had never rained before Noah. Never. And God set the waters up in the first chapter for the sin of mankind. For man's sin. And that was already planned to happen. That's the way it is. And it had not rained for 1,656 years from Adam to Noah. How did they get their water? How did they got it? Huh? Uh, the dew, that was what it says in that second chapter. In the second chapter, the Bible says, oops, I went too far over. Second chapter, verse 6, And there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. They got it from the mist of the earth. You see, everything wasn't like it is now. And I had to boil all that down to tell you the difference between made and create. You can't come up and say, God made the earth in six days. He created the earth. We have no idea when the beginning was. There was a beginning. God says, I did not create it in vain. And then there was a time period where light is racing to the earth. And some event had to happen evil between verse 1 and verse 2. It had to happen because God said, I did not create without form and void and darkness. I did not create. I didn't create what's going on in verse 2 and verse 1. Satan was casting the earth in Revelation 12. And to find his work, you go back to verse 2. You can see his work. So you got the beginning could have been millions of years. People think, well, God does things the way we do it. He goes, zap, it's done. Whatever gave you that idea? If you watch the Science Channel, and they show these explosions of the planets and the creating of new planets and all this. God, if God wants to do things that way in his creating, what makes you think he does it like some guy pulling a rabbit out of a hat? I don't know how God created in the beginning. I don't believe we'll ever know how he created in the beginning. If there were man-like creatures back then, they wouldn't man because Eve means the mother of all living. I don't understand preachers at all. Like they can't look at a science book and see all these skeletons that are ancient. And they try to make excuses for them. Let me show you one of the most interesting things in this first chapter. In verse 9. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place and the dry land appeared and it was so and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together the waters called he the seas and God saw that it was good and God said let the earth bring forth grass 
and the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. M-I-Y-N means portion out. Kind. M-I-Y-N means to portion out. It doesn't say that God created the sea on this day. The seed. The seed was in the muck or in the chaos that God had created in the beginning. And when chaos entered into verse 2, the seed was in that chaos. So God separates the seed as the water. What's amazing, the seed brings forth after its kind, whose seed is in itself. It was within itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb-yielding seed after his kind, and the tree-yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, And God said it was good. And when life came forth out of the ground, that's called resurrection, and the evening and the morning was the third day. Life came out of the ground on the third day. Jesus was resurrected from the tomb on the third day. Right? I believe that's what it's talking about. I don't believe God just arranged these things together so we can just stand in awe of Him. We won't ever understand God and His creation. I don't know what was there in the first verse, but it wasn't in vain. We know that. He said so, didn't He? I've never agreed with these preachers. I thought something's wrong. They just discount all of these pterodactyls and these brontosaurus and like they didn't exist. They got them in museums up here. And they try to make excuse for them. Jerry Fallup. <laughs> Jerry Falwell. I call him Jerry Fallup. He said, we as independent Baptists believe the earth is created in six days. We know that, Jerry. My father's independent Baptist. Just like you, he was kind of ignorant like you. I've heard him say that a dozen times. I don't believe we will ever understand God while we try to understand him now. Huh. How much time do I have, Mike? Seven. Seven minutes. I don't know how I can fill up something in seven minutes. And is there more to say on this? A whole lot more. I said last Sunday morning that we have to learn to judge, but we have to do that by looking at God's glasses or His bifocals and looking at the little words like we've been doing tonight. You can't just take an English word and say that's the truth. English is not, uh, it's, it's a foul language. It's corrupt. And you can't say, well, the translators were brilliant men. They were not. Do I think they were any smarter than I am? No, I don't believe that. Half of them were Roman Catholics. Half of them were Calvinists. And they had a knockdown drag out in the translating room. And the amount of compromising was overwhelming. I've 
going through the word wrath, orgay. You got the word orgay. You got the word orgizomai. And orgizomai is masculine gender, and orgay is feminine gender. Orgay is actually O R G Ada. The Ada is always feminine. And this, and even William Mounts, a so called great Greek scholar, said, well, you can call the orgay that's feminine gender, you can call that the wrath of God. No, you can't, Mr. Mounts. How can you say that? God's not a female. It's because they can't figure out they don't like the idea that God created the orgay and put it on man on purpose. But how did he create the orgay? By picking up Adam and making him out of the dust of a corrupt earth. That's how he created him. And he couldn't keep from sinning. Orgay is the wrath of covetousness. And the fact that man is made out of the dust of the ground makes him corrupt because the earth was corrupt. It was Satan that moved into this sphere and corrupted everything. God picked up Adam and made him out of corrupt dust. And it was God's plan and God's program to die for his wife before the world began and have our names written in the book of life before the foundation of the world. Not knowing that man was going to sin, but planning that man would sin because he's made out of corruption. If God had made us out of four Michael, we'd been better off. We wouldn't have been able to sin. But he made us out of this stuff. That's our curse right there. We kept saying last Sunday morning, there's no such thing as demons. Demons are self. Demons are dust. It's our nature to sin because we were made out of that stuff that came from Adam. They said in the ancient world that demons were gods from the ancient world. A little G-O-D-S. And that men were possessed by these gods. And they were possessed by these demons. Well, if Adam and Eve were demons, are we possessed by Adam and Eve? You bet your life we got their flesh. And that's our curse right there itself. If any man will come after me, let him deny his flesh. Let him deny himself and follow after me and take up his cross and follow me. Our problem is us were made out of the same stuff as Adam was made of. It was the corruption that Satan brought into this great universe. And it corrupted the moon and the stars and everything else. There's going to have to be another earth. Either that or another heavens or... There's three heavens where God dwells, the birds fly and one above us, and then there was the heavens of the governing power of the earth. And there was new heavens in that sense, which it would be the church. 
and I, wherever God is is where we'll go to be one day I don't understand people not wanting to find out what these confusing words are they're very confusing when you read it aren't they some of the things the Bible says especially when the Bible says when I've taught on orgay it looks like the orgay is man's is God's orgay by the way it's worded in the English and it's not do I have any time Mike I need to 90 seconds 90 seconds I'm going to come back I had made a bunch of notes on words in the Bible I was going to take you to Crino, the word judge. Crino means to decide whose guilt. When everybody says judge not, Matthew 7 and 1, Matthew 7 and 1, when it says judge not, the sentence starts with judge, which is a verb. And when you start a sentence with a verb that shows action, there's an understood subject. And the subject is you judge not, or don't you decide who's guilty and who's innocent see when you let somebody off the hook and say well they're innocent what you're doing is judging them the Bible says we're to judge righteous judgment and if they don't do righteous things if they don't do the things that Jesus said we need to pronounce the judgment of God on these people I'm out of time I didn't even go the direction I meant to go. I went part way in it. Uh, I don't know how, if y'all understand how frustrated I get listening to these preachers on radio and TV. I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. I'm screaming at the radio sometime or the TV with preachers on there because they are, they're ignorant. Well, We'll resume this Sunday morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. God, help us to keep going. Lord, whatever you have to do, show us the direction to get this message out so we can reach your predestinated elect family. Thank you for truth. Fight all of our battles. Lord, we've got people want to stop us stop them Lord before they ever get anywhere we'll praise you for everything in Christ's name we pray man I didn't mean to go there but I did I got something for you. Out there. I appreciate it. (laughs) How you doing? I don't understand preachers. They don't. They think God is a simpleton. They think he's some simple God. You know. Santa Claus and Superman. Yeah, that's what they think he is. They don't. Okay. I've got to be by there and take a title over to Thomas. Have you ever heard of um, Jackson, Tennessee? Yeah.
That's halfway between here and Memphis. So you've heard of it then? Well, yeah. That's, real, that's just, I mean. Hadn't you ever heard Johnny Cash sing going back to Jackson? Really? Wow. Jackson. Jackson. Jackson, Tennessee is where Henry's really? from. Well, I think I might have found a uh, public access fee. Really? Yeah. Well, Jackson, Tennessee is a good place to be on. So I'll give them a call. Yeah, that would be excellent. It's hopefully, halfway between here and Memphis. Hopefully they don't want to rep. But it's, that's where Henry's from. Oh, okay. That's yeah. where his mother lives now. Or his, if one of them's still alive, they live there. That's where he grew up. Yeah, it's right on the interstate going down there. you got to drive. Get on I-40, you drive, go out right through it. That's a good deal. Yeah. I'd, I'll give them a call. I don't know why we hadn't thought of that before. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about it the other day. Really? I love you, man. You want some gum? She's a cutie pie. Ain't she? You are something else. Okay. Here you go. You want this? Okay. Here you are. You like this? Here you go. Thank you. see you. It's good to see you too. I missed you while I was gone. Well, I've been missing a lot because I hadn't been here to preach. I had just been... I watched you on uh, huh? the internet when I was in Florida. Did you? I've been sick for about three weeks. I hadn't even preached in about... last Sunday, about two to three Sundays I hadn't preached. I've been here. Well, I've been been really sick. You know, if there's anything I can do for you... Not unless you're a doctor, not unless you're some expert. Not unless you're an expert physician. You can't do anything. This is... uh, my, uh, my family. Huh? I said, this is my this family. is my family too. You know, uh, you can tell. Uh, I can tell that the church took out of me because I, I was having. Uh, I, I was talking to a, uh, a, a technician on the phone, yeah. and a person didn't uh, didn't have the answer, so she was giving me the runaround. It was purposely. 
And if I, if I would have talked to her years ago, she would have gotten an earful. I know that's why that's what I'm making. Uh, this time I didn't get mad. Didn't get we can never get angry. 